Oh, Hi. welcome back. Hopefully, um, you've seen in the title that this is nigh unwatchable. Watches the Passion of the Christ Part Two. You um, did it. You made it to Part Two. Yay! That's Chris. I'm Harrison. I don't. If you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the previous one, maybe do that. Or mm-hmm. if you just want to skip right to the crucifixion, I guess you're in the right pro- the, the, the the right place. Um, but first, 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 first. Listening to what you shouldn't see. This is Nigh Unwatchable. Chris, do you know why some churches have started referring to Easter as Resurrection Day? Oh, no. No, I don't. Well, I'm so glad you asked why. Uh, the reason is because... Wait, wait, wait. Can I guess? I have a guess. I have a guess. Oh, a yeah. Guess. Don't. Yes. Great. Awesome. Okay. Guess. Come on now. My guess mm-hmm. is because Easter, the word Easter, comes mm-hmm. from the original pagan holiday that the Christian holiday is based on. Mm. Nailed it. Is that true? Nailed it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, it gets a little stupider than that, though, because uh, that's what like uh, like that's a that's like a <laughs> surface thing. Right. That like all of the that's why Christians are saying they're mad about it. Right. Is why some Christians are saying is they're this mad new about it because is this, a this year thing or has this been going on? I think it's been over the past like decade. It's oh. been it's been it is a it is a um, war on Christmas adjacent argument. Right. <laughs> it's it's so so war on Christmas uh, came about around 2003. It's like the first uh, uh, use of that specific phrasing. So I would assume that this probably has roots thereabouts, maybe a bit later. Uh, but the the it is based on you may be thinking, oh well, okay. Is is east the word Easter right? We have one etymology for it. One attestation is what it's called. The that claims that Eoster, I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but it's basically Easter except R-E, it's E-R, um, was a Germanic, Western Germanic uh, goddess of fertility, okay? The only place that that is ever mentioned anywhere is by a Catholic priest named Bede, or Bede, it's B-E-D-E, well, um, the only place that mentions that Christian Easter is named after a German thing, yes, is in the writings of some Catholic priests. Correct. After they've been celebrating Easter for a while. Correct, but it's a might bit it's a might bit worse than that because he that's the only place that we even get the mention of a pagan god by that a pagan goddess by that name there's so there not is even no proof of that whatsoever. there's not even any proof that that the culture even worshipped a goddess named eostere the only thing that we can find is that the old english slash like just very it, it, it's called old english like it's base it's a lot closer to german than than it is to what we would consider english but the old english word for the month in which they would celebrate spring and stuff was called Eostere. Uh, so we do true? have, yes, we do have other sources that confirm that that is what they called the month. Whether or not there was a pagan group that worshiped a pagan goddess named that, the only person who has ever claimed that is a Catholic writer who was writing well, well, well after the fact uh, and was saying, this is the roots of this thing. Oh my so, god! So, so they have run with that. Just, this is just a random lie that like everyone has like believed for a while. Um, as far as like everyone I mean, I'm in not, history, I'm not, not like 
everywhere. I'm not sure how many people in history, like, cared that much about the etymology. Like, people picking that up and taking issue with that etymology is a relatively new thing, like we were saying, within the past, like, ten years or so. Um, Identifying, so, like, when that Catholic priest said that, you know, no one pushed back and was like, how dare you? When you, you, you know, like, there was no, everyone was like, okay. Yeah, cool history. Like, that's Whatever. a fun fact. Neat. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone did exactly what you and I are doing, which is, oh, that's kind of neat. But like, <laughs> but this, but some some evangelicals, and especially I've seen a lot of Baptist churches, the the issue that they take with it is that they say that it is the devil's way of slipping paganism into the Christian wow. holiday. So they can't call it Easter because that's a pagan word, Chris. It's not. It's a pagan <laughs> word that that means that we're worshiping someone else that isn't God. So we can't use it. We have to call it Resurrection Day. Or um, more so once again, just means springtime. <laughs> no, dude, that's the thing. Once again, Christianity is upset that the holiday that they hijacked still has remnant elements of, <laughs> of the original like, tradition. They're, they're just pissed uh. about it. Like, how dare you have Christmas trees? Christmas trees are older than your religion. I don't want to, I don't want to, like, hear. I don't want to hear it. Especially since, God, it's just so mean-spirited. It's so mean-spirited to bully a people group out of their traditions and religions into this new one, right? And tie it together by being like, oh, well, you see, we, the, the winter solstice and Chris, they can actually be the same thing. Oh, you see, like, this festival in spring and, and the resurrection, that could actually be the same thing. And then after years of just, like, impressing that, decades, eons of impressing that upon different cultures and people groups, now they've turned around, they're like, what the heck is that pagan stuff doing in there? Like, well... <laughs> You know, it was pagan when you took it. No, 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 no. This is a trick. I know I know a trick when I see one in this. Sir, that's a trick. This is the devil. That's, that's resurrection. No, I mean, that's what they're saying, man. That's, that is what some groups are legitimately saying, is that it is the devil, despite the fact that, once again, it is Christianity that threw the first stone. Well, I will be continuing, mainly because I don't give a shit. We'll be continuing to call the holiday Easter. I don't celebrate Easter. Resurrection Day just sounds way too culty for my taste. Oh, yeah, it does. I'm not even going to refer to it (laughs) as that. Nope. That's funny, Nobody should. That they're trying to re-fucking-brand Easter. Re-brand Easter based on uh, nothing? Resurrection no. Day also, no. like, sounds so... That has such, like, a dystopian ring to it. That sounds like... Mm. That sounds like... I don't know. There, It just... It sounds like Independence Day, but not Independence Day. Like, Independence Day sounds good, but if you, like, apply other words to the day sort of thing, <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I, I'm starting to feel weird about it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. I mean, it's true. It just like, I, I get the point of it. We're celebrating Jesus's resurrection, but like it does, you're right. It does sound just kind of like a state sponsored holiday. That, like is gonna, it's also I don't just know. Like, it just, who, like who fucking cares? A name is a name, you know? I mean, that's like, you know, that's why the Shakespeare quote is so famous. There's a reason that has like stuck through time and it's because it's just true. It's just true. It doesn't fucking matter what you call anything. If we all agree to call it something, that's okay. Who cares? That's actually how language works. Chris. That's how language uh, works. As that's long how language as you're is able made. to <laughs> make yourself understood. Uh, yeah. It's really all that matters, isn't it? But, uh, yep, that's that's why it's right. Resurrection Day. So let's jump right back in to the 12 stations. Yeah, we gave you guys a little cross. break. Now it's little time break. to talk and about And Lord uh, knows if you are actually watching the, the movie, you would have needed it. My needed favorite part of the passion, as, we, as we're getting into Jesus, returning to Jesus carrying the cross to the to Golgotha. Gol, Golgotha. Mm-hmm. Gol, mm-hmm. Gotha. Um, oh, go on. 
Go on. <laughs> Hell yeah. Go My favorite Gotha. part of the movie is when Harrison sends me a screenshot of Jesus falling with one eye open, <laughs> looking like he is having like the most powerful orgasm of all time. <laughs> it is what it looks like. I didn't want to say it. I... <laughs> I mean, like, I think I said he's, like, going, ah, or something. But, I mean, that is what it looks like, which, again, like, if you remove, so, part of, (laughs) Jesus Jesus falls so often, and he's making all of these pained, open mouth breathing faces, and, and Harrison just texts me in the middle of the movie, and is like, if you pause at any time, you are going to laugh so hard. And it's At true. any point, especially it is once he consistent. starts carrying the cross, it's just like every face Jesus is making is so funny. <laughs> well, because like you're not so trying to put my oh wow okay so I I kind of forgot to preface this in the, the last episode went on just there the last yeah the last time that I saw this movie was in theaters okay this movie came out in two thousand four. <laughs> February 2004. That means I was 10. Oh my god. I was 10 years old. This is my introduction to R-rated cinema. It was my it was in many ways my introduction to violence, but or or to <laughs> violence on 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 this level. Um damn, no, I hadn't even seen a PG-13 movie at that juncture. So this was this was a uh we went 0 to 60. Real fast. Yeah, your real, parents real are like, fast. every movie is okay now. Clearly, I'm Every-thi- sure they didn't. Yeah. But. but, so, the last time I was watching this, and for a lot of people watching this, they believe that they are watching a historical fact. Right? This happened. This happened in this way. This happened to the greatest person that has ever lived. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like you're kind of excusing some of the more uh, shall we say flamboyant acting um and it is very because again we discussed in the last episode that originally it was not going to be subtitled so everybody is acting just like with their full body like it's, also it's very... everyone is acting like you know like there is religious import that's like that's a big element yeah. of this movie is it is it is not telling you really in any in any non-dialogue way mm-hmm. that Jesus is God but it's it's just assuming it the assumption is there so everyone everything Jesus does has all this like overacting importance behind it because he's not True. doing anything, but he's like talking to God, and we're supposed to see that as like this big momentous thing, and Jesus does because he's talking to God, but it's just like him talking alone in a room or whatever. So it just well, that's when what, you step away from it at all, it just is like it, wow, this it, looks really mm, weird. <laughs> nailed it, nailed it. Like that is it was at this part in the movie that I could not stop thinking about about like being on a set as someone was filming this and just how like how just strange of a fucking experience that would be you know because oh like God. every because you have to assume you have to assume that a plurality of at least the actors probably a decent amount of the production team as well is religiously inclined you know probably christian because i can't imagine how many jews would really want to get involved in in something as outwardly anti-semitic as this endeavor but you know (laughs) they all they're all into it there's also i gotta say a lot of people there are a lot of people in this movie like a lot a lot a lot of extras like you (laughs) all the people who don't talk don't fucking care because the way being no. an extra works is you don't know what you're on the production for. Maybe you do. Like, maybe you actually know. But in a lot of cases, the most you'll know is who's directing the movie and, like, where you are shooting so you can show up on time. And even that... Mel Gibson in Italy. <laughs> well, like, and that's the thing. It's like, ooh, I'm going to go stand in a crowd all day for a Mel yeah. Gibson movie 
and I'll get paid, you know, it's a SAG production. So, you know, I don't know how that works internationally, but pretending it's U.S. laws, that means what? You're getting paid like 600-ish bucks for the day, Mm -hmm. which is pretty damn good for effectively just standing around and taking orders from an AD. But, like, those people don't give a shit is all I'm trying to say. It's like that's an element of this movie where it's like those people are whoever people because they were just showing up. (laughs) Sure. Usually... Usually I would agree with you. The The strange thing about this and why like I am inclined to think that a decent amount of them kind of knew is that like, think about how many people in the crowd interact with Jesus in the course of this movie. Like even if it's just spitting on him or like hitting him or yelling at him, you know, I mean, like it is, point, it is a lot more, it is a lot more active estimating how much people in general, in this field, care about the message of the movie they're in. That's fair. That's fair. That's <laughs> I mean, perfectly there's, fair. Because of what the if, nature okay, of well, this then, what movie, about, I let's, totally let's... would believe that they, like, act, if there is, like, if the crowd is, like, actually, like, religious and, like, Jesus-y people in real life, because obviously mm-hmm. they're Jewish in the movie, but, like, if they are, they were... That was an intentional choice by the casting director slash Mel Gibson. Like, that's not a thing that, like, people would have... If they did this the normal way, these were just people. I'll I'll withdraw. I'll withdraw. But I don't know how they did it. You're right. They could have easily... Like, Mel Gibson is nuts. They could have easily been like, hey, (laughs) I want the crowd to be, like, people who buy into this shit because I don't want anyone saying anything I don't like on set. Which is... I I mean... that's Maybe what it seemed that. like, but you're 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 totally right. That is pure conjecture on my part. I I don't know. <laughs> I can't say. What do you think about like the main actors? Oh no, I mean those people. Like your your face is all over this shit. Like that would be shocking to me if like the guy who played Jesus wasn't like a diehard Christian. And like honestly, Ooh, so that's actually one of the exceptions. Jim Caviezel, I don't think, is a particularly devout. Wow, Christian. but he played. I think Jesus. he might be a professing one, but I, I mean, can Willem totally Dafoe see play the Roman Jesus, guys. Right? Like all the featured actors who have like lines, I would believe are mm-hmm. like Mel Gibson Christian heads. Let's say. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, hold it, on. It doesn't. What happens next? <laughs> well, yeah. So he's he's going through the crowd. Um, the Romans pick out a guy named Simon. Uh, oh, right. he's Simon of somewhere. I, I, I can't, I can't remember right now, but he's I a guy who sense. like at, at, at a certain point, Jesus just like, can't carry the cross any further. He's carrying it to Golgotha, which is where they're going to crucify him. Um, this is an, another thing that's kind of strange about this is that geographically speaking, right? If we're, if we're actually thinking about Jerusalem, Mm-hmm. We know kind of where Golgotha is. We have a pretty good idea of where it is or where it was historically. This entire sequence is shot as if he's like heading up hill. That's not the case. That's not how Jerusalem is laid out. Jerusalem is like the Temple Mount is high up and then the rest of it is going down. So, like, it would have been way more accurate to have him going down. Like, I took no issue in, like, the, the, you know, the fact that they identified, oh, you know, there's, it's a hilly area. But, like, they chose a pretty insane incline. Or, like, he's got to climb to the very top of this mountain. It's like, he's going out of the city. Why is he going to the top of this mountain? Uh, but the, yeah, we know the answer. The answer is to make it look tough and arduous, and it does. I mean, like I don't know. Success. Well, I know, I know you have, but like if you've ever seen what Santorini looks like, where it's just like uh, a winding path on the side of a mountain, that's what they decide Jerusalem looks like. <laughs> so it's just this dusty ass place in like the middle of Italy, where they're like, this is Jerusalem, <laughs> and this is Jesus. So Simon is like helping jesus he falls again and then wipes his face so um, the way the reason simon is helping jesus by the way is that he gets forced to roman, oh yeah by the roman the officials and they're like hey 
this guy's fallen over a lot. We need we need some some dude to help him. Yeah, he man, he's interesting. Like like many, I mean, similar to what we were talking about with Mary Magdalene, the actual textual stuff that talks about Simon, very small. There, this Simon, this Simon, not to be confused with Simon Peter. This is a totally different Simon. There's not that much there on him, so a lot of mythology was built out is after the fact is on him around like who he is. Just that he helped carry the cross, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's that. Like, like in in the text, he is just a guy that they call out. I do believe that they name him. Uh, but and I think it's in two, maybe three of the Gospels. It's not in John. I know it's not in John. Oh, but they they call him out and like you help. And then he has just like this whole mythological bat. Like like a, an early Gospel is written by him that didn't make it into the canon. Wait, really? Um, There's a I Gospel mean, uh, allegedly. <laughs> oh yeah, big time. There's a dude. Every everyone, everyone. Every, there's a Gospel of Judas. But not the Judas you're thinking of. Again, it sucks. Everyone has the same name. It's so frustrating. Um, But like Simon, and also in some traditions, Simon is the one who, it depends. Some people say it's Joseph of Arimathea. Some mythology connects him to the Holy Grail, which if you don't know what that is, the Holy Grail... uh, The Holy Grail is allegedly the cup that caught the blood of Christ um supposed to have like magic powers or some shit um which is another thing that this movie this movie is very 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 careful because again it's very catholic influenced it is designed for catholics relics are a huge element of this movie really that yes. all went over my head big time oh what are they're the big relics? everywhere dude so the the nails the the like pieces oh. of the cross the spear itself, like basically every little element in this teeny little section of like his crucifixion. Like you mentioned in the last one, the crown of thorns. Some people say they have that. I like, didn't realize the nails were considered a relic. That feels ridiculous. Oh, oh God. Claim. Yeah. Okay. So a relic people claim it because who's going to prove you wrong? Exactly. So a holy relic is, uh, in Christian mythology is just any item that has significance to either Jesus or one of the apostles. And there's just no way that any of them are real. Not a single <laughs> one. Right? So let's just go ahead and, and, and like remove that from your brain. There's just no way. People there's claim just no that way. they have like the toes of some of the apostles and shit like that. Yes. Like... Yes. And and when in all likelihood, like we don't have the remains of any, any, any of 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 <laughs> like the apostles, any of the early disciples, you know, Even if none we of found them. them. We wouldn't know we had found them. <laughs> there would be no way to prove that it was who we thought it was. Just like yeah. there's just there's just no, you know, put that out of your mind. But a lot of the, like this movie sets up a lot of them. Like for instance, when Jesus is on his way up the mountain with the cross. He like falls to his knees and then a woman like helps him wipe his face. And that's like a whole thing is that in, in Catholicism. No, um, that is like there. I, there may be a mention of Veronica, but like this, the tradition that they're drawing on for that is it has to do with, you know, when people see the face of Jesus and stuff, that's what it has to do with. Like the white somehow is supposed to be like his face was imprinted okay. on that. And then that imprint has a name. And then some people claim to see that imprint in other images. So that's what that all was. So anytime that you see somebody saying like, I saw Jesus in my toast or whatever, this is what they're referring to. This okay. is like, this is the mythological basis I did upon not, which that was. When I built. saw this scene, I was like, I don't remember this part where like a woman like really makes effort to get to Jesus to like pad his face with a cloth. I don't get what's happening now. But no, which sense. is which is what's so which is what's so like again confusing about this movie is that uh, 
like it is in absurdly insistent about some things being accurate, quote unquote accurate, <laughs> and another thing is like, yeah, fuck it, it's close enough. Like, <laughs> like for instance, like for instance, the costumes are like L- Life of Brian level. Like, I mean, re- honestly, they really like that. It is just the most like standard issue. Like, that's what a Roman centurion looks like, and they all look identical. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that might be what a high priest looked like, although probably not at that time. And, you know, yeah, like a lot very, of it. It's very like this type of person wears this outfit and this type of exactly. person wears because, that outfit. Because, because this is not really, this is not making any attempt to bring history into the conversation at all. It is just trying to like bring to life the story that is in the Gospels and the traditions that developed after those Gospels without any, any, any regard of trying to get at, like, a historical rendering. Okay, (laughs) fuck, it's kind of like the movie Troy. Did you see Troy? I did see Troy. It's like Troy, dude. Nobody had that armor at that time. Like, no, no, like yeah. none. Of, all of them were fucking white. Like, this is nonsense. This is this is I Hollywooded mean, yeah. up. All of these movies with all the fucking white people. I love watching Jerusalem just be filled with these like pasty, pasty people. I'm just like, you guys are and way I mean, too pale to be living people. in fucking like Syria. <laughs> and even even like the the actors who like maybe people of color are like still so light skinned that I just can't tell. Oh yeah, unless, like Simon. <laughs> unless you are like a dedicated featured shot to be like, see, there's a black person in this movie. <laughs> well, and that's also another thing that is really frustrating because we were talking about like how makeup and costuming does a lot of the heavy lifting with like telling who the bad guys are. Jesus is hot in this movie. And I mean hot in like a 20th century, 21st century American standard issue like like i mean just he's just a white guy well and he's got a clean cut beard he looks like and like and his hair that shot i sent you of the hair is like almost a pompadour and like because again they're going with yeah they're going with like western traditionalist values so everything reflects that the like the most famous i'm sure you already know this but for our audience (laughs) the most famous image of jesus is actually an image of a of a man who was the son of like one of the most powerful popes. There was oh, a long period oh, oh, in oh. Italy where popes were more like kings and a long period in the early Catholic Church where marrying as a priest or as a pope was totally cool. So a lot of popes had like basically all these kids and like land and like turn their kids into like basically landed papal gentry and one of those kids was really hot and they used him as the model for like what has become the image of jesus in like the era since like (laughs) you're talking about cesare yes cesare borgia yeah but that's what this guy not exactly but for in terms of like the type of image that's what the actor looks like. They totally cast him based on like we want it to look more or less like this Jesus. Like, well, <laughs> he looks he looks like those mass produced like pictures that you could buy at, like Walmart or whatever, like yeah, the framed get, like, ones on where he's candle. got like the praying hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's very much but yeah, yeah, yeah. The the whole history with like Cesare and Rodrigo and um and just the Borgias in general is wild. Oh, yeah. uh, the Borgias are awesome, by the way. If you ever get the chance to go to Rome yourself, go down to the Borghese Gardens. You, There's a museum there with a lot of fun Borgia-related uh, like art. Their portraits and shit. They do some really cool tours. You can learn a lot more than you would at a normal museum. Anyway, we're your Cesare? Cesare? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Definitely. Definitely a sister fucker, hundred percent. Whoa! What? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Like, uh, and in fact, George R. R. Martin has said in some interviews that, in part, um, Cersei and Jamie are based on those two. Oh my god! Cesare and Lucre- 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 Lucrezia, Lucretia, Lucretia, 
it's Lucretia. Anyway, um, so but 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 you're exactly right. Like a lot of a lot of our iconography after that pope uh, seems to favor a much more like fair skinned. I mean, it, it that had been happening for a while. It was a slow development. What you're specifically referring to is that there was a portrait uh, made of Cesare that people wrongly identified for several centuries as a portrait of Jesus. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah. then after that then after the Borgias had already like come and gone, people just found they're like, I don't know who that is. That must be God. Well, um, and then that that and like people, I guess. Yeah, I, I said that poorly. I more meant that people have used that image as the model the temple. for big time. images of Jesus. Big time, um, big time, big time. Yeah. Um, which, is, which is just like thoroughly frustrating because we have some early icons of Jesus, right? Like some early pictures, which I mean, and all of this is made more difficult by the, in the same way that like knowing anything about the history of the Bible is kind of difficult <laughs> because they spent Christians spent centuries like you know cleaning it up and making sure that nobody was saying anything else <laughs> and like if there are any conflicting records destroying them or changing them or you know otherwise but there are some issues futzing. in general like you know like people say Jesus was probably black and like that is that is not as nuanced as what the reality most likely was but in terms of how we think of race nowadays one thing mm. that is always forgotten by white people in particular who are christians is that race is as a concept <laughs> did not exist nope at all at this time if you were Negatory. not if you were black white asian whatever and you were in rome you were a person and what Dude. mattered was your yeah. station it did not matter what your skin color looked like you could be a roman citizen and have like very very dark skin that would not be thought of as a very strange thing and it was not thought of as a very strange thing no. so like a lot of the disciples for jesus probably black jesus himself good chance he was pretty dark i mean he was definitely pretty dark skinned how dark skinned unknown but it was one of those things where no that was not factored in to anyone's worldview so when right. you see a movie like this that is claiming to be accurate and everyone is fucking lily white as can be it's like well that doesn't that that just doesn't track with what we know about history at this time like the roman empire is no. a wildly diverse place where like you wouldn't really see a group of homogenous people like this and if you did they wouldn't be pasty white motherfuckers. <laughs> that and and see like <laughs> like the only way that you can get away with something like this is if you just do like race blind casting across the board, which yeah. you're just not gonna fucking do. Of you know, not. it's like like all no, the good guys it. are gonna be white, <laughs> and that's just how it's going to be. Uh, I do I do find it amusing that uh, most of in in my limited research, it looked like most of the uh, the Roman actors were Italian. Um, so I, I find it amusing that they tried something close to accuracy on that point. That is funny. But where, I mean, that's where a whole they knew it other... was going to be white people. <laughs> well, and also like, you know, that person is Italian. That doesn't make them Roman. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, that, that, that is like the Italian state. Anyway, 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 um, we get to the top of the hill. We get to the top of the hill. It has Jesus been gets to the top of the hill. He was originally in a loincloth. They put him in a little Dobby-like sack uniform to carry the cross, uh, and then they stripped him again. I just I don't know why I found that so strange. Well, I was if like, they let why? him keep but his why? clothes, then he'll be free, Harrison. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Excuse me, I forgot the house elf rules for a second. Master Jesus is free. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be yeah. Joseph of Arimathea just like tosses him a sock. He's like, oh! uh, anyway, so he gets to the top of the hill, and then they put down. Now, some there's been a lot of discussion over the centuries on like 
what the cross looked like, okay? Because we we imagine it as like kind of a, a lowercase t, okay? Yeah. Um, most of the information we have implies that it was probably more like the uppercase t. That also makes um, sense. That, I mean, like, it doesn't really matter. I just found it interesting that this movie chose both. They put Jesus on the one, like, like a traditional cross, like, you know, the symbols that you're thinking of. And then the other two that are being crucified with him uh, are on, like, the, you know, more historically accurate. Um, so, the, you know, again, a play was made for historical accuracy, and then they completely ignore it with the very next thing that they do, which is nailing him, Okay. Yep. This is a big, 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 weird, uh, uh, like like so much mythology comes out of what's called stigmata. It is the wounds in Jesus's hands, right? They they come into play later in the Gospels after Jesus has risen from the dead. Several of the the apostles are like, I won't believe it. Like Thomas, and then he puts his like finger in the holes in jesus's hands the reason that he has those holes is because he was crucified right you're nailed to this piece of wood you're nailed by your feet and your hands but that's not where they would have put the nail again the romans kept a lot of records like we know how they did (laughs) shit and we know how they didn't do shit and like there's while it's more historically accurate that the nails probably would have gone in the wrist, like right under the palm, they had to do it in the hand in the movie. That's how they had to portray it. Because, because again, of all the Catholic stigmata. There's so exactly stigmata is when like it is it is the purported occurrence of a wound similar to Jesus's appearing in the hands of devout Christians. Okay. It, it is, it is like, there, it happens a ton in history, but a lot of emphasis is put on it in Catholicism in particular, Can, right? Another note for the, the cross thing, though, and I, I find this, va- I knew about the wrists, but I find it very interesting that there is an acknowledgement of reality in this scene, because That's what first I'm of saying. all, the, the, they, the reason you would use your wrist as far as a logical reason and not your hand goes is that it wouldn't work if you used your yep. hand because it would rip right through once you yep. once you got stood up on the cross. You need those thicker bones in your wrist. You go right in between your two wrist bones and then you have a nice lock. So I mean, of course, extremely painful, but that is going to be able to carry more. That bone is going to carry more weight and be able to actually yep. hold you aloft while your skin bone, your skin, your hand bones much less dense <laughs> yeah. and also your hand is just like in general much less dense like of course you're just gonna rip right through it but what i yeah. like about what you just said in the movie me not knowing the stigmata thing is that they did try to address the reality of the physics because they yeah. tie all of the all of the jesus and the other guys who get crucified they tie their wrists to the cross with like cloth and then nailed it. Well, hands. again, but again, and that's what's kind of frustrating about this is that that is historically based. So like, so it, it's like we know that you're looking at the right research because you're getting some of the parts right. You're just choosing to get these other parts wrong because of all of the mythology that was built up after the fact. Okay. So, so like, then in the passion, it, I kind of I don't really remember the most of what happens in this story in in the bible but in the movie he uh we have the we have mary walk up and be like i want to die and then he's like no um and then like one of the other dudes getting crucified is like yo jebus like i see you praying for all these people crucifying you like remember me when you go to heaven basically and then the other criminal goes like like literally like he just like screams nonsense and then like a crow pecks his eye out what is that shit about and does that happen i know the part where the thief is like hey jesus like let me into heaven i know that happens in the bible is this Mm -hmm. shit in the crow is this crow stuff in the bible no 
What is that? Not where the, what not weird the... tradition does that come from? Or was that just supposed to be like a Satan thing that I didn't get? <laughs> because we now... we've lost Satan at this stage in the movie. The last time we saw Satan was like around Jesus being tortured, I think, or like maybe at the beginning of his walk with the cross. But he's been like they. Let's go with the androgyny thing. Satan's been gone for like. 45 minutes of this movie now <laughs> yeah so like i don't is the crow supposed to be that like i don't understand what this gruesome eye pecking is about no it's not and so once again this is drawing on and i mean he has been like mel gibson has at least been pretty upfront about like where he's getting most of this there is so most of the mary shit right that's also not in the bible Mar- like Mary being Jesus's mother and like a lot of the flashbacks around her, those are based on the uh, quote unquote revelations, the visions of this nun from like this late 1700s. Um, who like even the Catholic church is not like super duper clear on whether or not they take it as, as like, you know, actual part of it. Uh, but the, the crows and the, so what all that's in the Bible is that like one of the thieves mocks him and one of the thieves is like, no, dude, like take me into your kingdom. And he says, I tell you the truth. You will be with me today in paradise. Right. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. They're not named, which they are in the movie and they are in later traditions. The stuff about the crow and like there's there's again a whole Catholic mythology that's been built out. Uh, because that's what all of this is, you know? It's like, the Gospels are really not that long, and the Passion story only counts for about a third of each. So you're talking like, I don't know, maybe 40 pages worth of content that you need to build an entire religious ideology on. Every single teeny tiny little thing that happens has just been like picked up and extrapolated, and, and people have added to it. And, and Okay. Because, yeah, I found, it. like, they're all just hanging there on the cross. It has been a gruesome hour and a half so far into this movie. And then, like, to me, that was one of the grossest parts of the movie. Like, for a movie full of really gross shit, watching a crow just, like, attack some dude's eye while he, like, stands on the cross, sits on the cross. Ugh. I don't know. I Weird choice. That part stuck with me. That part, like, I... Weird choice. <laughs> there's a lot about this movie that I had, like, blocked out of my memory because I, I was just, I guess, so traumatized by I seeing mean, yeah, it as ten. a 10-year-old. Um, but, like, The Crow, I just, like, distinctly remember because, like, some guy in the theater next Oof. to me gagged, and I was just like, oh, no, like, <laughs> I hate that. Um, but it's also really the funny thing about the thieves in the way that this is represented is that they're like, they're kind of crucified, you know, like, yeah, they're up there. They're nailed for sure, but they're like not bleeding that much. <laughs> they're just kind of chilling. It's up like there. Way worse and then it comes Jesus. to Jesus. And he's just like, <laughs> like the most fucked up anyone has ever been <laughs> ever in the history of ever. It's just, it's just the, the comparison is funny, but you know, Jesus gives all of his lines. Mel does something really weird here. Mel has Caiaphas come back. Caiaphas is the high priest of the Jews. Um, this is not at all biblical. Uh, he Caiaphas approaches Jesus and like kind of has a moment of realization. He's like, "Oh no, what have I done?" And says like, and says the the infamous line. Uh, his blood will be on our heads and the heads of our children. Okay. That's not where that line appears. That line appears much earlier during the trial, uh, with Pilate. When Pilate is asking them, do you really want Barabbas? Do you do, like, that means that this man talking about Jesus, this man's blood will be on your heads. And the crowd responds in unison, let his blood be on our heads and the heads of our children. Okay. That single verse was the foundation of just I can't say all but most European anti-Semitism I mean, yeah, is built upon sense. that single phrase because a lot of people interpret that to mean that Jesus specifically cursed the Jews and the Jewish people 
in that moment. Okay. So as a result, hmm. when like a council of bishops, it was like an, an inner interfaith group. It was a council of bishops, high ranking bishops and the, uh, the anti-defamation league read the script and they're like, this is really problematic. But like, then once the movie was getting made, they were like, can you please, please remove the line with Caiaphas? Like, please. And he was just like, no. Now, the reason you may not have noticed it in the movie is because he at least relented to removing the subtitles for it. But the reason he kept it is he's like, well, I was talking to my brother. This is Mel. It's like, I was talking to my brother and he said that I would be a total wimp if I didn't. So I included it. So against, like, starkly against the wishes of a lot of Jewish people where they're like, please just don't include this one thing. He just does it out of spite. <laughs> he purely includes it just as like a, well, you asked me to, so fuck you. Oh, it's incredible. Wow. I mean, because yeah. there were no subtitles, I had no idea that that like happened. I knew that Caiaphas no. was saying stuff to him. Well, and he also That's what he was said saying. like is... Caiaphas also like walks up to Jesus and this is subtitled and he's like if you're so if you're God get down from the cross isn't that a thing that like people say but that's not like attributed to anyone that's a thing that the that the uh thief says like the bad oh, that's thief. the taunt but they make Caiaphas yes. say it so in the like movie. that's what's so frustrating is that like all of that bit with Caiaphas and his taunts are biblical in that like that those are things that people said just not there and not by him. So then, like, that's like extra stupid. It is extra stupid and Mel's extra anti-Semitic. Own, yeah, well, it's like extra anti-Semitic, but even with Mel's own stupid anti-Semitic logic, that's extra stupid because you have a scene where the dude on the cross who is supposed to mock Jesus doesn't mm-hmm. and instead babbles incoherent nonsense into the ether and then a crow pecks his eye out. And he still gets punished for it. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> he says incoherent nonsense, and he got to, and he loses an eye. And like, the, and I don't know what he said. And then Caiaphas says the actual thing that that dude was supposed to say, and like, walks away, basically. Yeah. Oh my and then, god. And then, it's so dumb. like, there's, so, they go to those extremes, okay, of like, of, of adding all of this shit just for like a cinematic quality and then we get to the part where jesus actually dies right and he and he like goes limp and he has his last breath and then they just straight up don't include a lot of the because a lot of a lot of retellings of the gospel just kind of skip over the weird shit that happens after jesus dies but uh it's wild like a bunch of zombies come out there's like all the de- no i'm serious all wait, of the dead. Whoa, 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 wait, what? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tell me. Look it up. Tell me about look it up. this. Look Which it up. Bible? No, I believe it. I'm not going to look this up is, anything for the this fucking is, Bible in my life. But it's in, that's fair. It's in. It's in one of the. It's in uh, one of the gospels. But like all of the tombs in Jerusalem opened up, and the dead people came out and just started walking around for a bit. Wait, what? Uh huh. Yep. It's, I'm telling you, it's there. It's like not even, like, it's one of those pieces that you think is, like, part of some esoteric, like, oh, that was added after the fact. It's like, no, if anything, that was, like, very early on. Like, there is some super weird, because it's, like, part of a tradition of, there's some even weirder ones that didn't make it into the Bible. Like, one of the Gospels, one of the non-canonical Gospels has, like, a pair of giants raise Jesus out of the tomb. And like all of Israel can see it because they're so tall. <laughs> that one didn't make it. But the the zombos, yeah, bring them in. Why not? So that's wow. it's it's like a big part. It's like, like I Jesus wish the dies. church focused more on that when I was growing up. I would have been so much more in for Dude, death, zombies. Death is nothing. <laughs> death is such a afterthought in the Bible. Like it's like, oh yeah, I guess they just raised from the dead. It's like, but is that really that miraculous if it happens this often? It's like yeah, well, maybe fuck you and don't talk so much, huh? How about that? How about that, champ? Uh, but yeah, the so they do they do everything around the, this movie covers everything around that, right? So it has the scene in the temple where the curtain is split, and the the you know Jesus says like it is finished, 
and he gets poked in the side. Like one of the Romans is like, make sure he's dead. And they poke him in the side with a spear and then a bunch of blood comes out. But then they have a really weird scene where the, the Roman just like kneels in Takes the splurt. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of like, this is awesome. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, 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 like when the hurricane whips up and everything's going nuts, yeah, zombos are supposed to come out. That's that. If it was biblically accurate, that is what would have happened. Um, wow. That is yeah. insane to me that I never knew that until right now. That is so crazy. There are zombies in the Bible. What? It's, yeah. And then, you just and said then, that well, and broke it doesn't, my brain. <laughs> it doesn't even, it doesn't like, it, we don't go back to it. You know, it isn't like, and then they went back in their tombs, you know, that night or something. It's just like they came out and they were wandering all over Jerusalem. Anyway, three days later, they, <laughs> no, dude, you can't go back. Tell go me back, about dude. how the zombies work. <laughs> Please tell me. I need more. I need more info. Is this a Lazarus situation? Are they going to be re-deaded? What, what? Help me here. Give me something. Yeah, do they get to be alive for three days while Jesus is dead? And then when he comes back, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But when Jesus dies, uh, it, it cuts... The movie like cuts to Satan. This is like the last shot we give Satan, just like yelling very scarily. Well, again, we haven't seen now for like almost an hour. Nope. You should not. I'm sorry. If you're going to forget about, if you're going to introduce Satan and then forget about him, <laughs> you can't bring it back in at the very end because it threw me off so much. It's just like this hard cut to like Satan standing in a, in a, desert inexplicably presumably hell or something yeah like staring up at the camera from below like screaming and frankly doesn't even look that angry like the scream doesn't (laughs) like emote many things it's just a scream upward well because they took away her eyebrows so you can't Uh, she is completely hairless so it's it's kind of hard to tell but um then we get them taking Jesus off the cross. Um, mm-hmm. They put a lot of emphasis on the shot of Mary holding Jesus's body. Okay, right. So that's that. Tw- is that the twelfth station? Yeah, it's the it's or it's one of the later ones. It's it's called the Pieta. Like Michelangelo did a oh. famous sculpture of it. There's there there are lots of different renditions. They're all called the Pieta. That's just what that like Image station is called. Is called. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, which, which a lot of, honestly, a lot of this movie kind of works like a Zack Snyder movie in that, like, it is just trying to get you to those single images, like, (laughs) and just very loosely strung together with hyper violent nonsense plot. Frankly, Zack Snyder, and you won't hear me say shit like this often, would have done a better job with this project. (laughs) He probably would have. He really probably would have, especially with that final cap scene, which is not part of the passion, by the way. The passion ends with the crucifixion, but the they have like 30 seconds of the resurrection, right? Like it cuts to black, and then we have a camera going through a cave, and a stone is magically rolling away, and then we see some linens on the the you know the the bench in the cave and the linens go away and then you know like yoda when he dies it's just kind of uh, just deflate which by the way those are the wrong linens they would have they would have wrapped him like a mummy um but anyway the 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 reason that they didn't do that is because there's an icon called the shroud of turin which is like a tablecloth and it's just the absolute wrong material wrong like it's just not it's just so fake but like that's why it's it's often portrayed as a sheet um when in reality it would have been like wrapped up and then we see jesus and he gets up and then his hand comes into the shot and just i laughed so hard because the hole in his hand is a huge is much bigger than the nails (laughs) in most versions stigmata looks like you know a very thin like looks like a vagina like it's it's a thin you know it's like you got a nail in your hand 
it looks like you got a nail in your hand, not a fucking hot dog. No, <laughs> like, yeah. It looks like it's a like he's got hot fucking dog. gauges in the middle of his hands. Like it, it, that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> like it just doesn't make any sense. It's so big that you can see all the way through it. Like it just You're like, how do you God, where are the so bones funny. that should be there? Like there are too well, many <laughs> You showed me what the nail looked like earlier. It wasn't that big. It was not I a mean, half Unless Jesus ripped his hand off forward and like it took the head with it. <laughs> that like that's the only way that you would get a hole remotely similar to that. But it, it yeah. just, it just the whole thing is. I mean, you know, it just it ignores a lot of historic realities. One of the big ones being that that's not the type of tomb that they would have laid him in that's not the type of tomb anyone would have owned and the likelihood that the roman government would ever 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 turn over like a crucified criminal is just so low like there's no record of it in the entire history of the roman empire they did not hand over a body after crucifixion because part of the punishment was not just the fact that it's like torturous and it sucks is that the body stayed there Right. It, yeah, it, I, I mean, it was say, like didn't they used to line roads with with crucified. Yeah, people? yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what that's what like the it, it was like the cages that had the pirates that would like die. And the, it was a warning. Yeah. You know? Like you you specifically put it on the way into the city so that you could Do yeah, not test us. <laughs> don't fuck around. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's just it's super fun that that history was just completely not completely ignored, but ignored 70 to 80% of the time. It was cherry-picked um, to the point of it not really... When you cherry-pick every little detail, then all of a sudden it's like, well, this isn't really history. This is like... <laughs> this is like you used like history as your paint <laughs> for a new picture. Um, well, and very unfortunately, a picture that a lot... A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people around the world now have, like, think about this for a second. How many people do you now think pray to the image of Jim Caviezel as Jesus in their mind Oh, wow. because of this movie? You know, you're right there. In many ways, I guess this is like one of the most... Not in in terms of being the most uh, recently made, but one of the most modern Christian icons as far as like iconography goes in terms of like especially old Christian Orthodoxy or Catholic iconography. Like you have a lot of those still made now, but like they're all based on the old ass images that they've always been based on. Well, this is like the most modern new images of this stuff that we have. Well, and I also really think, so, I mean, it was, it was insanely popular, dude. It like, Oh yeah. What are, what did against, it make? Give me the numbers against, that are going to make me sad. <laughs> against a budget of 30 million. Okay. In the first, so, so first of all, it was originally going to be distributed by, I think, like 20th Century Fox. And then when they started seeing some stills out of it and how, like, absurdly violent it was, they pulled out. Uh, it was, like, independently produced by um, Gibson. But the, and oddly enough, Disney had, like, distribution rights, although they weren't going to put their name on it. I just I, well, I found that sense. odd, and in fact, Disney demanded they tone it down a little. So the version we got is apparently toned down from what it was. Oh my god! Um, and it's opening weekend. Okay. What it was made, the weekend? Was it Easter weekend? Uh, it opened on Ash Wednesday, which is the beginning of Lent. Okay. So that is so it's like a month out from Easter, give or take. Opening weekend, it opened on a Wednesday, and over that weekend, it made one hundred and twenty-nine million one hundred eighty-five thousand nine hundred seventy-one dollars. Oh my god! So Which like, was holy the fuck? Yep. It like yep. quadrupled, it over quadrupled its budget in the first weekend. It did. It did. It. 
and it was the highest opening for any movie uh, released in February and was, I think, rather hilariously unseated by Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Uh, that says bro, it all right there. About, it's so good. Honestly, that says it all about this century so far. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it does. We began this century with the Passion of the Christ movie that was wildly successful. And about 15 to 20 years later, we released a movie at the same time that was all about fuck it. That was even more wildly successful. <laughs> Somehow, yeah. Um, it was... Uh, it was re-released several times. Um, oh, so, I'm sure like, it's over re-released the all course, over the country still. It's over be. the course of its uh, first and second theatrical runs, it pulled in a grand total of six hundred and twelve point one million. So he is probably Mel Gibson himself has probably made like over half a million dollars on this. Mel Gibson now. is set for life. Yes. Just off because of this of, movie. Because he of was already all, set for life. Yep. He, because of all of the hats that he was wearing and, like, the fact that all of that money comes back to him. Yeah, he, he made an absolutely ludicrous amount uh, on this. Yeah, if he's and, making, like, most of the resids, which, yeah, he is as, like, producer, writer, director. Oh, God. It hurts to know how much money just this made him. That really hurts. Yeah. yeah. Especially because of not only how bad it is, but again, how, like, this has supplanted real history in so many people's minds. I mean, like, my, I mean, my, you know what? I won't even talk about other people. I'll talk about myself. Because this was my kind of introduction to this time period in history, it just completely fucked my ability to understand so many other elements of the world because I was basing this on, like, this is historical fact. This is exactly how it happened. This is what it looked like. This is... You and know, then... you could write a dissertation on how specifically Mel Gibson has fucked with everyone's understanding of history. Because all of his biggest movies, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, are big history events. You got Braveheart. You got The Patriot. Mm-hmm. You got The Passion mm-hmm. of the Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, dude. The man is just, like all over these historical movies that are like, I mean, granted Braveheart and the Patriot are like more understood to be fictional, more so with the Patriot, especially where it's like, yeah, this isn't like a real guy, but like still they set it up in a way that like really kind of by the end of those movies, you like, you feel like that was like a story about history when it's like, eh, probably most of this shit isn't true. (laughs) Oh, Chris. You, you hit the nail on the head. I actually did write uh, quite a long paper, and it was one of the last papers in, in high school for, like, AP U.S. History. I wrote about how that movie had, like, ruined our interpretation of, like, when people started viewing America as a single thing. Oh. Because that is not... A, like, you have this whole thing where, like, Mel Gibson's character already has the jingoism that would not develop for a long time afterwards. He's like, I'm into the idea of this union and this. I'm like, buddy, we're still like two decades out from a constitution. I don't know that you want to be. Yeah, this isn't even, the country like doesn't have any, it's not a country yet. <laughs> they yeah. just know they don't want to be, uh, which like totally unrelated to everything we've been discussing today on this episode. But oh, I good. will say- that's one of the things that annoys me the most in our modern era where people are about the founding fathers as they always are but specifically about that when people talk about (laughs) about what are you gonna do to fix our problems like if you start having a conversation with certain people who have certain ideological stances about how maybe we should like change everything about the way we live and do stuff in order to mm-hmm. you know not only improve our governance but also survive climate change and they're like well, what are you gonna do like you're telling me you're just gonna like stop using planes and everything's gonna be fine or you're just gonna stop having people you know pay taxes and everything's gonna be fine no more laws and everything's cool and it's like no man what i'm saying is like we know what we got sucks so we need to get rid of it. And then 
we'll figure out what happens next. You know, like the people who founded the country we live in did. Because they threw off England, and then they had another decade where they didn't know what the fuck they were doing before they put a constitution together. And even then, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. (laughs) All right, fellas. We gotta be very careful to make sure that another religious minority does not become a bully that controls the rest of all of what of <laughs> what we think we're all agreed on that right and there's just no way that anyone's going to be able to take this out of context and argue that we should be a theocratic state no no one can do that okay good 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 sign it i just want to make sure we thought of everything <laughs> Which, of course, they didn't, and of course, was not their goal. That's why, like, the Constitution includes language that's like, this is not everything. (laughs) There is some pretty funny, uh, Jefferson in particular shits on Christianity, like, a lot. And I'm no Jefferson fan, but on those points, (laughs) guy can get it. I mean, most of these guys weren't super Christian as far as Founding Fathers goes, which, again, makes sense, because, like, if you're a revolutionary under a state where the king is the head of the church being anti-state is kind of being anti-church in that scenario so it's not like a shocker that they divorce themselves from a lot of the like religiosity of the time because it would be hard to justify fighting the head of your own religion otherwise yeah anyway yes it would be totally unrelated but yeah, I'm... I will gladly fight Mel Gibson anytime, anywhere. You can name the place. What should we Come watch next? Me. Let us know no. on Twitter. I think we got some suggestions from Dale. I looked up Aragon and it's still not available. So we'll get there. We could watch another Mel Gibson movie. I don't want to do that, but we could. I've, uh, I, I've oh, got no. some. You got a face. You know exactly what we're going to watch. What are we watching? Mm-hmm. We are going to watch the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, starring Bob Hoskins? (laughs) Starring Bob Hoskins. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. (laughs) And John Leguizamo. What the fuck? John Leguizamo is in literally everything that's ever been He plays (laughs) Luigi. Like, he's a big part of it. Nobody remembers. Because I never do. He appears in, like, everything, and I'm like... Was he always in this movie? Like, <laughs> apparently, apparently. Oh my god! Well, that's yeah. my phone sending me the reminder to edit this podcast at least <laughs> part one, so I can publish it on the day we promised it. Um, and I guess I'll do that. All right, love you. Happy Resurrection Day. Happy Resurrection Day, puppies. But actually, whatever. <laughs> Get out of here. (laughs) Sure. Bye bye.